With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I'm joined by my buddy, Skylar Hoke. You can follow him at SkyhookDFS. And to be honest, after the conclusion of the British Open and the news that some more PGA Tour golfers are, are headed to the live, I think it, uh, it was time to sit down and just kind of ask the question, what is the future of professional golf? How can the Live Tour and the PGA Tour sort of coexist? Is there a peaceful resolution to all of this? What is going to happen to the Corn Fairy guys? What is going to happen to professional golf? And that is what Skylar and I, I mean, I don't think we came up with the bona fide 100% has to be the answer, but I think we kind of just talked through it. I hope that you guys find the conversation interesting. If you want to support this show, you can always subscribe on patreon.com slash takecast. The link of that is going to be in the description of this show. You can tell a friend that you enjoy listening to the show. That's always good. That's always helpful. Or you can leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone. Welcoming in Skylar Hoke to the program. Uh, Skylar and I have done some shows before on the uh, the Patreon-only edition of the TakeCast, but I, was, I, I just, you know, really, honestly, Skylar, after watching uh, the, the Open Championship and then we get the reporting that the, the captain of the Ryder Cup, Henrik Stenson, he's leaving to join the Live, and we are, we're getting a lot of reports that winner of the Open Championship, Cam Smith, is also going to be joining the Live. Um, the, to, to begin with, I just think a, a, an entirely anti-live, it's going to go away, it's going to die position is no longer tenable. So so we're going to solve professional golf today. I'm in. I'm in because this sucks. So let's figure, figure figure it out. Yeah. Let's So so let's just begin here. My, my, uh, I, another reason why I wanted to do the show is my original position was, uh, you know, one, don't, I, I, in, in soccer, I don't enjoy the presence of these Middle Eastern Saudi Arabian sovereign wealth funds, right? Um, you know, Qataris own uh, a bunch of teams. Uh, the Saudi Arabians own a bunch of teams. They just bought a team in the English Premier League and, and are pumping them full of billions of dollars. I don't like it there. Um, the dynamics are a little bit different in an individual sport versus a team sport. So, you know, in team sports, when you get these uh, sovereign wealth funds involved, you, you create a very uneven playing field. That, that doesn't happen in golf because... You, it's not like it's not like um, you know having Saudi wealth is going to make Brooks Kepka a championship level golfer again, right? But the the real issue we are at is here, which is I, 
to begin with, this would never happen at the NFL, right? The NFL would never be caught blindsided by this and lose this battle. It just, it just really seems like Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour. I, honestly, it seems like they didn't take it seriously until the first live event literally happened. Yeah, everything has felt very reactionary, very like nothing in advance of because probably the early stance was exactly like you said, like it just was never taken serious until that first tee shot was hit. And even the reactions since then, it's just all chasing your tail on a battle that you can't win financially. And the more people get asked that question on what matters to them, we're seeing it and it's clear. And the people that are out there saying it's not making an impact or these are players that don't matter anymore in, in the terms of who's the best golfer in the world. Like they, they are taking eyeballs away. They're taking golfers who are the most familiar for people who are watching on their couch every weekend. Like that, that's how golf is going to sustain its, its popularity and its, its love for everybody. If people recognize if they're teeing up with half of these guys that they have no idea who they are, they aren't going to watch. That's why the majors matter, you know, because like it, it is just so it just hits home. So, yeah, man, it's it's a really difficult time. And, and it's the PGA Tour definitely has has fumbled the opportunity to keep so many of these guys. It's tough. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, a great place to start is how did we, how did we get here? Right. Like, I, I think that is a key thing is like, why, why is there a power vacuum for the live to be coming in? Why, why did the Saudis even care? Like why, why was this even an opportunity? Right. I, I think that's an interesting question and I have my own opinions, but what is, what is your thought? Yeah. I think the easiest way to look at it is, and it probably starts with like some of the Phil comments that were made, you know, in the really early stage of this is it just felt like the top guys aren't as protected or paid or um, yeah, I think paid probably is the, the biggest thing. Aren't, right. They care more about number 125 on the FedEx list than one through 10. Like that, that is the way the PGA tour membership was very much set up is that, and that's not, those guys don't matter. Like in the realm of like keeping the, the huge eyeballs on this, like that is not what matters. So for them to feel that they are being undervalued or told they're being undervalued, maybe some of these guys just never even really thought about that. They just go out and play golf. They make the money. It is what it is. But right. to, to see what other athletes are making and to be the third guy off the bench in the NBA or, you know, like, there's just so much more that they could have been figured out. And that's probably why the PIP came out, you know, the player impact program to pay some of those guys because they started to chip away at figuring out how much to pay these guys. But what the tour is a nonprofit. So there are limitations around there. So it could even have started when that change was made. But I think the biggest domino was these top players aren't rewarded by the tour as much as they could be. Yeah. So, and I, I, so I think that's a good distinction. Like the, the earning potential of Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, like, yeah, they have, uh, you know, these guys have good lucrative endorsements and everything, but I think, uh, you know, one of the, the rightful 
criticisms of people who have been, you know, anti, uh, it, maybe not anti PGA tour, but basically just like, cause c- kind of right away there was, there was two camps, right? So the first one was, I'm going to just, I want to watch professional golf. So if the live tours on, I'm going to watch it. I, you know, these are, these are private citizens. These are independent contractors. They don't owe the PGA tour or anything, which I, uh, I mean, like I probably fell less in that camp. And then at the beginning I was like, you know, uh, you know, these dust buckets and it, it has also not hurt that like, I'm not a Brooks guy. I'm not a DJ guy. I was a Bryson guy, you know, w- when Bryson was interesting, he's much less interesting to me now. Like yep. it, 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 it is more of like, uh, you know, it is kind of these guys who just don't like to play that much who are going over there. But to your point, DJ, huge name recognition, maybe, uh, maybe number four in golf and name recognition behind only Tiger, Phil, and Jordan, I would imagine. Yeah. And then Brooks, same thing. Bryson, same thing. And I think that, uh, the, you know, the strategy, very obvious too, from the Live Golf, which is like, you know, they could have offered $150 million a year to Scotty Scheffler, but instead they gave the biggest bag to Dustin Johnson because he's high, he's higher on the Q score, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then so the the other camp, was uh you know the camp that i found myself more aligned in which is like this is going to go away the pga tour will figure it out but the the key point is like the pga tour can totally afford to make the prize pools bigger uh more money to first place more money for the majors you know every tournament could be like the players championship right or or even greater or something that that doesn't exist on the tour as far as i'm concerned which is just like minimum compensation for like having a PGA tour card could be way higher based on the earnings that the PGA tour has. Yeah. So I, um, have you ever heard of the shotgun start or the fried egg podcasts? Have you ever heard of so yeah, yeah. like really? Okay. So Andy Johnson is, is one of the guys on there and I'd really recommend he he's had some really, I align with a lot of his takes, but he's talked through a lot of those things and where, I mean, the, the membership type of stuff, the way they treat some of these guys, because like I, I do agree that there's a fundamental issue in the way the PGA Tour is. And there there needs to be some some reevaluating of what it is. And we'll go through kind of what those thoughts are. And like it, it's such a such a bad way that it's going to have to happen and potentially might not be able to save some of these things if, if the more and more guys get picked off. Cause I think it's really going to slap everybody in the face when, or if Cam Smith is really going like that is probably to people that just watched the open championship. If it was come out this week and it's like, that's official. Like this has actually happened. I think that might be the biggest impact yet because it's like, Holy cow. We have to look at the last major winner for the next eight months now on this tour. And but yeah, man, it's just, they, they could do a lot of things that are almost similar to live like, like where you could elevate, not every event, you could elevate like 12 events in the season and really make it a, you know, a, a huge, you know, one a month type of thing where there's these big events. It's, it's way more elevated on the schedule. And it's kind of like the, the less play, you don't have to play as much, same kind of thing. And you can still get it done. Cause I think those are clearly attractive things for the guys, but of course money is what's talking to them. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, I, I think for especially some of the best players in the world, the, the, the rules on the PGA tour in terms of how much they have to play, you know, you mm-hmm. have to, you have to, I, I believe the rule as it exists now is you have to, within a five year period, you have to play every event that is offered in the regular season. So I, I don't think it counts for the swing season. Um so, because obviously, you know, they want 
you know, fans who go to the, you know, whatever event, uh, I, the the fans who go to the 3M, right? They're like, yeah. you know, once every five years, you should be able to see Jordan Spieth or you should be able to see Hideki Matsuyama, who uh, is in the field this week and yeah. uh, is, is another rumored live guy. So that doesn't make a lot. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for uh, Doc Redman, right? Who is yeah. a, a low level PGA Tour grinder who, uh, you know, is able to make a comfortable living, but certainly is not, you know, doesn't have a, like three mansions he can stand. But that rule doesn't make a lot of sense for Dustin Johnson, who does not want to play 30 golf tournaments in a season. Yeah, like this, this event is like exactly what we should look at, like this and the John Deere. So if you sandwich what the Open Championship was in, in the Scottish Open were around was like awful events from a field strength standpoint. And they could look to have the opportunity of like, I bet golf and follow golf for the stories and for, I, I love to see corn fairy type, like Will Zalatoris the last three years is as cool as it gets. Like, you know, these type of things to me, like you could really enhance those guys opportunities in these smaller field strength or, you know, less popular events and just have a f- like flowing membership all around the world. Like they're giving tour cars to the European tour, the DP world tour. Like, I love that. Like, that's important. Giving more cars to the corn fairy tour. I love that. But you could have this simultaneously happening, like as we go and make the 3M more interesting to tell stories versus the bottom of the field being putrid, you know, and that happens. It seems way too much. Like they could elevate some events and then cross sanction some of these other events, in my opinion, to kind of make up for that. And it kind of captures both buckets. I wonder if one of the potential outcomes of this is the elimination of the Corn Ferry Tour. So like basically the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, the Sunshine Tour, these tours uh, either don't exist or exist in a much different fashion where they're not receiving, um, you know, so much like uh, direct funding from the PGA Tour and the European Tour. And and to me, the the perfect ending for all of this is that any live golfer, their suspension is, you know, revoked or whatever, and they're allowed to play again. And the live tour, you know, maybe they go from 12 events to 10 events and they're basically the WGCs on the calendar. Right. So the, the WGC there, there, maybe it's like a a hybrid between the WGC and the live. And it goes from, I think there are four WGCs. Is that right? Right about. Yeah. So there, so, so we go from four WGCs to 10 WGCs, uh, you don't have to have a PGA Tour card to play in those. You don't have to have any relation. So if if Dustin and Brooks don't want to play uh, the the 3M or the Memorial or the Genesis or whatever, they don't have to. Uh, but that that to me seems like the most equitable solution, right? Is that is that there is a relationship between the European Tour, the PGA Tour, and the Live, and got it's it's like the PGA Tour will almost work as like a feeder to the live events where you have to accomplish X, Y, and Z on the PGA tour to qualify for the live events with huge prize purses or whatever. Yeah, I think going to beginning of what you said there, I think the suspension arguably is the, one of the biggest problems. I think that that has happened in it, like the immediate reaction to yeah. ban the guys, it, it just fuels the fire of everything to come. And it's like, okay, that is, that was the PGA tour looking like, okay, we, we solved it. We, we banned these guys. 
this is how we're going to handle the situation. And it's just made it worse and worse because one, I, I think the social side of it is, a, I think it's a big deal. Like I think for some people, they might not care or act like they don't care, but if they were to come into the locker room every single week with all these other guys and, and get like, you're going to get comments, you're going to get talked to the media, you're going to have this. And if it wasn't just like a random event or I guess the major four times a year, you can deal with it. But if they had to do it every single week, I think there would be some social pressure put on these guys in these situations that would make them really think harder about it. And then also I still don't believe the experience is any better. Like these guys talk it up. Like they think it's the best thing in the world. It's, it's really not like, but if they're able to experience well, the, that then, the live events suck right now, yeah, right. Yeah, they, they suck. It's, it's the, the broadcast is terrible. There's no shot tracker. Like I, like I, I bet uh, the second event, I made a bet on it. Um, so I was like, whatever, you know, I, I, I fought it at first, but I was like, what I like golf. I, I want to be involved in this. And I just love to bet golf. And like after like trying to engage with it for like 20 minutes, I was like, this is horrible. I mean, it's just, it just, it, it stinks. Right. So like the, the biggest problem to me is that if, if these things, if it just continues as it is now and the PGA tour doesn't want to negotiate and the live just keeps to pip off these guys, there will be watchable golf on television four times a year. Exactly. Which will be the major championships. Cause that'll be it. Right. That, that's yeah. literally yeah. it. Yeah. Do you have or think there's going to, I don't know if you've entertained kind of like the OWGR and the majors, like, do, do you think there is a possibility they would not let these guys in? Do you think they've, they've obviously kept it hush hush or just let this year play out and they're going to meet and discuss this, but do you think there's a chance they would ban them from the majors? I mean, I think that's the only card the PGA tour has to play. Truly. I mean, I, I literally, I literally think the only, and way it's not their decision either. Like, you know, they're on the board with the other guys, but they're going to, they're going to make that pitch. Yeah. I, I, you're right. So I think the only way the PGA tour ends up like a clear victor. Well, I think there are two ways, right? So the first way is that either these guys um, end up unable to play because they don't qualify on official world golf ranking points. There was a report this morning that they're planning to play Asian tour events. And if they yeah. all play in them, that will increase the, uh, the, the grading criteria of the event. Yeah. So like if Dustin and Brooks and Bryson all play and, uh, you know, some open in Vietnam or whatever, that's uh, obviously like, we'll make that a higher official world golf ranking event. Um, because as of right now, live events do not qualify, right? Cause they're, it's, they're all basically functioning as like Greg Norman invitations, yeah. right? Same thing as the JP McManus pro-am, you don't get Xander didn't yeah. get uh, official world golf ranking points for that. Um, so, and then the, the other thing that is, is could play out is the Saudi Arabians could just decide it's too much work, right? Which they could just be like, it was fun. Yeah. We tried it. Uh, we'll, we'll pay you guys all your money, you know, no lawsuits or anything, but we're just, we're out. We're, we're done hosting this. We're done organizing it. It was a bigger, bigger uh, task to undertake than we thought. And we're, we're done. We're out. Yeah. And it's just such a money pit they have. Like you just, yeah, you, you hope you run into that situation. I don't know, man. It's, it's just, because everything, and when it just separates it all out, like everybody is penalized. You know, like I, I love the DP World Tour, and I love, I, I love the Corn Fairy Tour. I don't, I don't want to see the Corn Fairy Tour go by the wayside. Like these are the guys that are 
in my opinion. And, and we can have a discussion too about the amateurs that they're picking off and some of these younger guys, the decisions that they're making. Like, well, hey, that, that would be the strategy if I was the Live Golf Tour. I actually would have gone in that direction where I yeah. would just went to all the, the best ams in the world. You know, who is the, the Italian guy who just... Uh, yeah, Filippo Celli. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, I, I, I would have went, went to that guy and been like, I will give you $10 million a year every year for the next 15 years if you say you'll never play on the PGA Tour and you are just a live golfer, right? That I actually think, I mean, that doesn't, um, it's not as like shock and awe as what they're yeah. doing right now, but that's like, uh, that is like a way better way to like build up a fundamental golf tour, right? That, that, yeah. That's way more interesting in the long run. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and for every miss they're going to have on people that you're going to find somebody who's the next Scheffler, the next Cam Young, you know, like you're going to find some of these golfers that are, that are unbelievable that maybe, cause that, I guess that to me is where the proactiveness of the PGA tour really needs to take off. If they're going to protect, like if we revamp things, if we need to look out in my opinion, look for ways to get these guys more opportunities to get tour cards quickly or more exemptions or different ways. Cause like you have to kind of protect it on both sides, but ultimately if I had to like classify the, the way that I would want the PGA tour set up is you, you got to have the best talent teeing it up every single week. And that best talent isn't always on the PGA tour numbers one through one twenty five. Like it's protected way too long and way too much that there needs to be free flowing back and forth to get the best golfers in the world at that time, teeing it up. So, I, well, I, this is neither here nor there, but I hate shotgun starts. Just, it's terrible, terrible. I play, play the whole day. Like I get it. It's like, oh yeah, the round's all done in five hours and there's no wave advantage or whatever. But like, uh, you know, Graham McDowell tweeted this cause the rounds were so long. He's like, oh, shotgun starts. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger plays his last ever round at St. Andrews and leaves after some, yeah. Oh, he, he plays the par three and then just walks off the course. Like that stinks. Yeah. No, like because tr- sure. golf, golf is such a sport, especially at the highest level. That's like, so about tradition and the way it's always been, which normally I yep. hate in most sports, like, uh, but, but for some reason, love and golf hate that. So actually I don't even really know the answer to this. I I'm a really good golfer. I'm like 17. My lifelong dream is to be a player on the PGA tour how do how does that even start, right? Because it's not like there's a draft, right? It's some guys go to college, some guys don't. How, like literally, how does that even work for someone who lives in the United States? Yeah, so I mean, if you are 17, if you could go two routes. So if you're choosing to go to college, you could pursue college golf and play. And at the end of the college golf years, there is number one through 15. They have a PGA Tour U um, rankings okay. where one through 10. Yeah. I think, I think it's one through 10 are going, they get cool. And this is just a cumulative like season. They have a, a points way that they're able to judge it. One through 10 will get corn fairy tour cards for the next year. And okay. I believe 11 through 15 are getting on the McKenzie tour. So the tour in Canada um, yeah. that plays up there. And so, okay. So that's the college. And then of course you can get like Chris Goddard up, for example. Um, if you, the last few weeks, you finished third at the John yeah, Deere U- classic U- university of Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. So, so Goddard up, you could also, while you're in college, get exemptions into PGA tour events, play well enough to earn your card via points into the top 125 like that, like Goddard up, um, you know, wasn't going to get that straight shot. So they are revamping. They're looking into that 
in some ways to, I believe, uh, need to at least get more direct PGA Tour because at, at the quickest outside of crushing it in exemptions is a full year on the Corn Ferry Tour and being one of the top 25 guys to get there. Now, if you weren't go to college, so um, you ever heard of Akshay Batia before? Yes. He plays on the Corn Ferry Tour, long, skinny, young kid. So he's 17, um, decided not to go to college, and he got some exemptions. He was a really good junior, so he got some exemptions to play on the PGA Tour, but I think he had one top 10, never really did too much, no status anywhere, had to go to Corn Ferry Tour final or Corn Ferry Tour Q school. So that is open to anybody. Literally anybody could sign up for Q school. It's not cheap. you got to play. you got to get through four stages and they give away cards for the Corn Ferry Tour at the end of that. So you could, you could gain, you know, status on the Corn Ferry Tour that way. Now, that's not easy, and it comes around once a year. Um, they are revamping that. They're actually going to have PGA Tour cards available in um, Q School after this now. So you could literally, you and I could enter Q School, and if you ran hot for four events in a row, there's five tour cards that are available Um Per, so that, that seems that seems now. like a, a good change for a lot of these guys, yeah. right? To to skip a year having to grind it out for. Although I was actually looking, there was more money on the Corn Ferry Tour than I remembered. Like they just played uh, the Memorial Health Championship, and I think the prize pool for that was like one and a half million dollars total. So it's like the the dude who the dude who won that yesterday uh, happened to bet on him, thanks to my friends at at oh, yeah. Golf, Paul Paul Haley, Paul Haley. second. Yeah, uh, I mean he just made more money than I'm going to make this year winning, winning that event. Right. Like, and, and probably did a huge, like, is it, um, so when you go into the corn Ferry championship, does winning on, does winning in the regular season, like, do you, like, is there some advantage in that when you get to the, the final championship? So, so Haley's locked into a PGA tour card now. So at the end of the cumulative season, the top 25 point getters get tour cards, no matter what. And then oh, there's a core. Okay. So, so Haley's locked in. So like right now he's number two on the season long list. He's past the threshold of how many points you need to get a PGA tour card. So he's locked in basically 15 of the 25 spots. Cause there's only a handful of corn Ferry tour events left are locked in. Now, one of the interesting examples. So I guess we could bring up Akshay Batia too. So Akshay won, I believe the first corn Ferry tour start of the season but he hasn't played well yet. So he's right now, he's on the outside looking in to getting a PGA tour card. So a win doesn't exactly get you in. You can, you have to play well beyond that, but winning one of the events is it's pretty rare to not get through. So recently, uh, his name is Pearson Cootie. Um, he graduated from the university of Texas, him and his brothers, swim brothers on there. He played, he was in the PGA tour. U. he finished in the top 10 and he got corn Ferry tour starts. He won his second start. And he is 29th on the year's rankings. So he's got a chance in like a six-week run to play really well and not have to go back to the Corn Ferry Tour next year. He could, he could go to the PGA Tour in like a six-week span. But that is pretty rare to pull that off right after graduating school. So most of these guys, at best, you're probably going to need a year unless you're like the Wolf, Hovland, Morikawa, come out story. Type didn't didn't Bryson, am I remembering it correctly that Bryson uh, won the Corn Ferry Tour Championship? So let me pull. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I remember that. Um, Cause at the end of the year. So, so this is where things are protected a little bit too much and there's going to be change. So PGA Tour members 126 to 200 and Corn Ferry Tour members, 
one to 75. So that gives us 150 golfers all come together for three weeks. And that's, there's an additional 25 tour cards handed out from this three week stretch. So that, that is where, if I'm going to pull up Bryce, I'm trying to think what year he would have been on KFT. So he, 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 won. he did. I, I looked it up. He did. He yeah. did win the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Uh, it, so it back, that was back a part. Then it was, back then it was called, the, that was when it was still the yeah, web.com. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So he won, I believe, one of the finals events. Because I think he got a bunch of starts when he was an amateur, right? Because yeah. he did so well with the Masters. They gave him exemptions. He kind of sucked. But he made enough to besides the masters and i think he finished well the next week besides that he he earned enough to make it to the corn Ferry tour finals won the first event which locked him up in the tour card so like that is the best possible outcome for somebody who wants to go from college to pga tour without really spending a year on the corn Ferry tour um now like th- this is good i think it's it's better to, to have the open Q school and, and to go through and you deserve the guys to get there. You just, some of these guys are on the corn fairy tour right now. Like is Paul Haley, not better than half of the 3M field. He definitely so is. That's, that's where I'm getting to. Yes. So, so this seems like if the PGA tour wants to still exist and run the 3M open or the, the Barracuda or the Barbasol, like if they, if they want to run 40 tournaments a year, it, it makes sense to have more corn fairy guys playing in those events that way, like even like your, your third tier guys. Right. So even like Mark Leishman can just be like, you know what? I'm playing 15 events a year. Right. Uh, that, that feels like a way that they could retain. Um, like, I don't know, like I, I get, I'm imagining Henrik Stenson got a huge bag for doing this, but also I would imagine Hen- Henrik Stenson is 44. I think like I imagine Henrik Stenson, is like, I made a bunch of money. I'm a major champion. Like, literally, why am I playing X event? Literally, why am I traveling back and forth between the United States and Europe? Like, I want to go to my home in Sweden for three months a year and and not touch a club and not care. Or, or Jason Day, right? Jason Day, yep. major champion, does, you know, Ryder Cup guy uh, or, or President's Cup guy, just simply does not want to play that much golf. And a problem we're seeing now, right? You and I, we open up the 3M Open this week. We open up, you know, the Honda Classic or whatever, and we're like, oh my God, you know, third tier golfer who sucks is 14 to one in this event. Like, I don't even have the motivation. Way better for it to be a field of like 23 year old guys who are super hungry and playing good golf than a bunch of guys who are 37 and in the field on like sponsor and medical exemptions and stuff like that. That is 100% the point of how I think golf could evolve and you tell the stories and you get to see the guys and these guys can play when we saw it was Al Torres, you can play, you can compete, you can, you can win, you can do, you can be great in these opportunities and that it would just be so much more enjoyable than seeing. I mean, you go through the list of, of guys that are teaming up this JJ Henry, John Merritt, Kevin Stadler, Brian Davis, DA points, Greg Chalmers, Ricky Barnes. Like wh- why? Like, like, no, like no why, one... like why does Ricky Barnes still have a PGA tour card? Yeah. Like, and they're just on these past winner, like exemptions or different things, like different things that make shouldn't exist. You know what I mean? Like Paul Haley is a, like that, that is exactly, I would love you, you get, maybe it's, you carry over, like, I don't know the best way if there should be like a point, like you're, you've achieved a certain thing or they roll over who played well. Like 
if you top 10 at the open championship, you know, you get invited to the next week's event. Like, could they have something like that actively going on where the hottest golfer from the week before pops up or, or should, I, I guess that you don't even need that. You need specific events co-sanctioned between the tour. Like that, that can be, that's how it, 50 spots, 25 spots. I don't care. Like they need to have co-sanctioned ones to tee up the best golfers. Cause you don't know who could go on a run. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess, I don't know, like how much does reworking uh, the, the grind of the mini tours and the court, like, I, like, I don't even know, is this, is this even impacting the relationship? Like, is this even impacting television viewing the relationship between the live and the PGA? I mean, I don't know, but kind of the more I think about it, like, Maybe the PGA yeah. Tour is already lost. Like, if, if Cam Smith can win the Open Championship and be like, you know what, I'm out. Like, I don't, maybe they just – maybe they literally just do not have enough money to compete. Because it, it's true that the PGA Tour has more money than the players are getting, but they don't have Saudi money, right? They just, they just yeah. simply do not. Well, when you brought up Stenson, it really, it really hit me, and you were talking through that. Like, what – outside of him being irrelevant and clearly he's not relevant because he's a Ryder cup captain, but like outside, like what besides increasing the money, how do you get a golfer like that to, to stay And one? I guess, do you want to, you, you probably still do because they, they do matter to people. Um, even if they're not the best golfers right now, but like, what's the solution for them to stay outside of in integrity? And, and that can become an entire discussion on, on the, the choice people are making. But like, I, I don't know what the answer is to how to get people to stay. I, I mean, it clearly, uh, you know, Rory and Spieth and Rom have kind of been, I, I would, well, I don't, uh, Justin Thomas more so yes. than Spieth. Yep. Is kind of specific, yes. It's kind of been those three guys who have been like, I want to win championships on the PGA tour. I grew up thinking about winning on the PGA tour and you know, that's, uh, that's all well and good. Right. Um, but again, I'm not going to call, uh, Rom a turncoat if that's what he decides. I mean, I would probably be like a little bit disappointed the same way. I'm a little disappointed. Like, uh, when, when a, a great soccer player goes to go play for, for PSG or something like that. And is like, yeah, I just, I just really want these bags and I, I don't care. Um, I also, I also kind of thought a little bit like it felt like the, the, um, the, the DJ announcement was the turning point. Is that kind of the way you felt where it was like, great, you know, Henny Duplees and Charles Schwarzel can go play in this live event. But I, I feel like, I feel like when DJ went, it was like, he was just kind of like, cause DJ is a major champion, world number one, all these things. Like, it's like, I don't know if I'm Cam Smith and I'm literally getting offered wealth that is going to take care of my great, 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 great grandchildren. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm Cam Smith. I certainly, if I was Cam Smith and even if I was Taylor Gooch, I'm saying yes to the money. Like I, I, I haven't, I haven't made that point. I need to make this clear from like an individual level. I do not fault any of these guys. Yeah. that That's the thing. Like, and I guess the only, it's hard because we live different lives. We're everyday people, you and I, right. Like, to, to make the money they get to as professional golfers just by hitting a golf ball very well, you know, like they have already set themselves up. A lot of these guys that are making this leaps were already incredibly set up in some way, you know? So like, but of course it is a different stratosphere, the opportunity 
that's getting offered to them now. So like, yes, it, it's, and we don't know their, their backgrounds, the way their countries look at things, you know, like it, it's just, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of other people. And, and I mean, I have so, no idea. I have no idea what it's like for these guys. Right. So it's like, yeah. it's like, you know, uh, and, and it's a different decision too, for someone like Brooks and Dustin and Bryson major yeah. champion winners versus, um, you know, versus Taylor Gooch or, or these guys where it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, Taylor Gooch is running the risk right now of if the PGA tour, you know, goes full napalm or whatever, he might never get to play in a major again, or, uh, you know, he might, uh, like there are just all sorts of things he might not be able to accomplish, but also he might realistically look at it and be like, well, you know, was I ever going to win X? Was I ever yeah. going to win the players championship? Like, uh, and, and even, and even more so guys, even worse than that, you know, like the, yep. the true, like some of these huge bottom feeders, like I can't even think of a name right now, but some of yep. these guys in the first two live events have been like world number 384, like not a yep. doubt in my mind, those guys should take the money. Oh yeah. I mean, you mentioned Henny Duplessis, like some of those guys, like he, he made his life. He literally made his life by finishing second in that event. More, like, you know, like 100%. That, you, you got to, you have to in that chance. Like those guys, I think it's a different question than, than somebody you look at like Brooks and, and, and you know, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it just makes such a, for like, just being like, we, we live in breathe golf. Like it's, it's, it's on our minds, like nonstop, you know, and, and to have, the impact this has made it and we are probably only scratching the surface you know like it is it's probably gonna get worse i try to stay away from the rumors i mean probably you know it, it's gonna get worse before it gets any better it's just like um a million you, I a guess, million percent find, it's totally gonna get worse yeah do you find the team aspect compelling at all not, not even not legs? even not even a little bit i see i like i'm uh, not interested in any of the bells and whistles the 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 bell and whistle that they could most get me with would just be showing the most golf shots which yes. again i could not get through 30 you know i got i think i've yeah. watched like a cumulative 35 minutes of lip golf and they did show more shots but like you For know sure. they're they're just they're just starting right now, so it's like the yep. broadcast is bad, the graphics are terrible, the commentary, which I guess they signed David Faraday this morning, which yeah, uh, is, that's such like a, you know because he's got that show on the Golf Channel and everything, probably bringing yep. some boomers along with him there. But it's like yep. the 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 corny type stuff, like the things that they seem to you know the the team names and the you know all of that, like that is totally whatever to me. That that doesn't that doesn't move me in any direction. Yeah, I I think there is a way for it to go well. Like, it definitely brings something new. I, it's not the focus. And, it, and if they do want to be OWGR sanctioned, it has to still have the individuals always mattering the most. But, like, I, I if it was some type of compelling way to get to, like, where the team golf really mattered and it wasn't second to the individual scores and it was, like, you know, you send guys out on certain holes, you do things like, I, I think there is a way in that, but I, I do think if I am thinking of their business model, I mean, they're probably going to be like selling these specific, like we're going to have a team Aussie now, you know, and it's like, okay, you have Cam and Scott and maybe Leishman and somebody on that team. And then they're going to probably get big corporate sponsors to represent Aussie. Like they, it's, it's way too far gone to, to just sweep back under the rug to your point of like, I don't, I just don't know 
I just don't know what the PGA Tour is going to do. That really yeah. makes a difference. I think at the I think at the end of the day, the the WGC Live thing has a lot of legs, and I wonder if that would be like I at this stage, like you have to wonder if that is too little, too late from the PGA Tour, right? So the PGA Tour comes to them with this idea. And, and, and the Saudis go like, why would we agree to this? Right. We already have all these guys we were targeting. We're going to take your major champions. We're going to take X, Y, and Z. And, and uh, because of the uh, honestly, very backwards way that, um, that uh, golf is structured, right? Like no, no other leagues work this way. Right. We're well in soccer and there's corruption and crazy stuff there. Right. Like with the champions league and, and all of that. So it, it, but having the majors be the most important tournaments and having the PGA have no say over those roughly really puts them between a rock and a hard place. Cause if they could, I mean, how do you think this all plays out? If all the major championships said live golfers can't play, what do we, what do we think happens if they say live guys, not, not invited? They probably, well, we're going to find out that a lot of golfers don't care that they just literally don't care because yeah. then the only way they would care is they stack up those Asian tour events as much as they can, but then it turns into way more that they're going to play. So then the golfers who really don't want to play, and that's the real excuse, won't pursue it, you know, then that way. And if they're already banned from the PGA Tour, then I'd imagine then they can't really play in the, the DP World Tour. So then they're literally forced to just tee it up and live and go on, and, and they're literally out of the game of golf in, in a handful of years like that that to me feels the way if the majors say that unless you get guys rallying around the asian tour and playing a bunch but there also is going to be a change in owgr stuff where that is isn't gonna stay forever either like they can't just stockpile all those asian tour events forever so yeah i think then we would just they wouldn't care or they would go into which would be kind of crazy, like the U.S. Open Open qualifying, if they made them do that, like where, you know, like they have right. the locals and the sectionals, maybe they could earn their way through that if they can't get exempt in. But, yeah, I just can't imagine some of these guys just even care. They're like, screw it, whatever. Imagine imagine showing up to your 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 US Open qualifying sectional and being like, oh, that's that's Brooks Kepka right there. Brooks is Brooks is getting yep. ready right there. Gosh, yeah. Man. I mean, I, I, just, I don't, it's, it's not worth it for the, like the, the majors. I mean, if they think about like controversy and drama and all eyes on them, like it's, I would really respect it in a way like that would be putting their foot down more than pretty much anybody does in the corporate world on, on some of those type of stances, you know? And if they did that, like that is a, that's a huge hit to their, people that are, are teeing it up every week, but that would be a respectable decision via ethics on it, but it's going to be hard pressed for them to really ban them. Yeah, no. So um, th- this is, uh, this is the point that Nelson Adcock has been making someone who is, who's a noted live hater, oh, which yeah. is that, you know, actually it's, it's borderline miraculous that the PGA tour product even exists, that you can get televised shots of 40 tournaments a year, shot link works right no no shot link for 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 live events you're not we don't have stats for this we don't have strokes gained with none of that exists you can't really interact with it um and maybe maybe the the counter argument is like most 
people who watch golf are not watching golf on a Thursday and Friday anyways, right there, or maybe they are uh, like, but they're definitely not watching PGA tour live. They're definitely not watching uh, Tony Finau's 8am Thursday round, right? They only really care on Sunday. They only really care, uh, uh, you know, majors when someone they know is involved. Um, So maybe it doesn't matter that the PGA tour product is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that that's who I think is really penalized the most at the end of the day is the everyday fan that watches on the weekends. That's no longer going to be able to know half of PGA tour fields. And again, are you, does that person even watch the PGA tour on the 3M open week and, or are they only watching for the majors and like the Genesis and like the bigger ones? And why, why not just, change or is it too far gone to to like i guess you said the nfl earlier would never let this happen like okay so like what if china like all of a sudden paid all the top nba players like insane amounts what what would the nba do to like prevent something like this because adam silver feels like the best commissioner in sports they would they would so he would would be proactive they would immediately renegotiate the cba and allow for um like I think what they would do is they would do like every team could have like a designated max player where you could play them like an infinite amount of money. They would, um, you know, or, or maybe they would just like, so right now the players are entitled to 51% of the league's income. That's why the salary cap goes up and up and up as the league makes more money and the TV deals get richer. Maybe they would negotiate that to 60%. Um, They would just, they would just find a way to get the players more money. They would, uh, do this mid-season tournament and give every player who wins it five. And, 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 you know, there are guys who do play in the European league and in the Chinese league who yeah. could, could be on NBA rosters, but, but prefer to live in Europe uh, are like um, Nikola Mirotic, great example. So he played for the bulls. He had free agent offers in the NBA, I believe two off seasons ago and Barcelona gave him, maybe a little bit more money than he would have gotten in the NBA. I don't remember the specifics of the deal, but he was like, you know what? That's it. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go play in Spain. And he could, he could come back whenever he wants, but he's not going to. Um, the, the China one is an interesting question because they actually do have the money to do. If they really wanted to, and they were like, Kevin Durant, we will give you, you know, but, but I, I guess the other thing is, is NBA players already make, I mean, compared to golf money, crazy yeah. money right yeah. like like that's the joke right is like is like the the 12th guy on the clippers uh makes more money a year than like every nfl player other than quarterbacks right because the yep. nba the nba makes so much money and there's only 15 guys on 30 30 rosters um and i guess the pga's kind of should function the same way since in any given year there's only like 30 guys who are really good and only like 40 guys who are going to win an event period and those guys should make more money, I guess. Yeah. And, and, but like it took them to, and it's kind of what they're doing. They're creating that fall series for what the top 30 guys. I don't even remember what it was. Top yeah, 50 I, guys. I, I, I don't that, re- yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll learn those details when the tournament actually happens. Yeah. So, but they're, they're trying to do those ways, but again, it's, it's proactive and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't to ban and then put those events together on it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man. It's, um, I don't, I, I, 
don't want to be like sad about it because like it, no it, it sucks it just, like right it, right now like, right now it just sucks like so so yeah. without knowing what the pga tour is planning on right now it just sucks right where it's like yeah. it's like there's no good like especially right now because we have eight months until uh the masters yeah. it's like what golf am I like, there's just going to be no good golf. Is that it? it's just like, I I'm going to watch these shitty fields and the FedEx cup playoffs, which is like the first leg of the FedEx cup playoffs. Is interesting. Um, Cause you know, you're waiting to see if like Fabian Gomez is, is able to get to the next leg or whatever. But after that, I don't really, uh, the only, the only, uh, you know, tour championship ones I remember are, uh, you know, Tiger winning uh, in, in Atlanta and, and then yep. the, the Rory, the Rory Brooks final yeah. round in 2019. Those are the only two I, and, and Horschel, I guess, uh, going yeah. unconscious with the putter, but generally speaking, those are not great TV. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's like, and the theory is their Super Bowl of it. And we really don't even care. You know, I guess the players would be the, their Super Bowl, the regular, but if they, I guess that's what I would do is I would create, if on the PGA tour, I would create multiple players championships, not every week, multiple players championship type of events that those guys need to play and, and, make, really and, make, the, to and play make the prize pool bigger right so so have yep. the players have, jack those up yeah the memorial is five million dollars to first place right um yes. you know the 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 riviera is is pebble beach pebble beach is like the the start of the season and it's it's a 40 million dollar prize pool or something insane yep. and, and have that a lot of that money generated via sponsorships which i I mean, $40 million like sounds like a crazy amount of money to you and I, and obviously it is a shit ton of money, but in the world of like professional sports and sponsorships and stuff for like 40 million, like Damian Lillard signed a contract that's going to pay him $60 million a year. It's like, you can find this money for, for professional athletics. Yeah. Yeah. They could find it. And, and then what I would do would be every other event is some type of co-sanction with the corn fairy or get some of these guys that are exciting corn young. corn, corn oh. fairy euro tour and pga tour yes have, combine have, have, all have of them, them all yeah yep and that that makes the other and then those dudes don't have to tee it up in those events if they don't want to no minimum requirement if you think you can be in the top 70 at the end of the year to lock up your tour card boom you know that, that, that type of i wonder i wonder how many of these guys would reconsider if the no minimum requirement was gone right yeah. where it's like where it's like Brooks, you want to play eight times this year? Go ahead, whatever. Play yeah. eight times. and you win. You're good. You 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 can. You're exempt for next year. You know, like that's the the exemptions thing is a double edged sword because you you you'd you'd like the exemption things to stay for Brooks and DJ and Bryson and Cam Smith or whatever, but the exemptions thing then also has the other limiting impact on the field because. Uh, right, yeah. you know, Ke- Kelly Craft is still playing or whatever. It's like no yeah. one, wa- no one wants to watch Robert Garrigus at this stage. Yeah. So I guess maybe then it's just way shifted in points for that year. Yeah. I don't know that that, that could be looked at. Cause you're right. I think two years is too definitely too long for some of these smaller events. Maybe you just give it for those bigger events. And or, then, or, you know, or maybe, maybe it's like, it's like you get like a, a, a cash, maybe like some stipend for finishing top 10 and FedEx points or something like that earns you exemptions and, and cash for the next season. Like as, as long as you're on uh, the leaderboard or whatever you're, I don't know. There's, there's like yeah. so many, it's just annoying. It's just annoying that yeah. this even it's, it, it's obnoxious that it even exists because in a perfect world, um, the best players in the world are just playing when they want to and, yep. and are motivated and we get to watch them play and, 
you know, every, every field, uh, that, that takes place is optimized and that, you know, we're, we're having to put, I mean, these are all artificial constraints to get the best possible field in any given week. And I'm sure the original idea behind a lot of these PGA tour rules were, uh, you know, fairness and good competition. It wasn't that they wanted to watch Robert Streb, uh, you know, play every week. It was that, it was that it was just the fairest way for it to be accomplished at the time. Yeah. Yep. And I, yeah, it's what's, a little like hard, not hard, but like basically the principles of the way live is setting up their schedule and what they're doing with elevating only a certain, like is really what probably is the best thing for what we want golf to be. It's just like for, for I guess what the golf, the top golfers want golf to be like, um, and then just find it there. But like, yeah, it's, you almost have to copy a little bit from what they're saying and just do it and, hope that the guys i guess I, I do none of them really care about legacy like they, they don't at the end of the day like it's just a job no and i think you know them. and i think forcing athletes to care about legacy like people do this you know with the nba it's like oh kevin durant you got no you got no legacy because you you went to go win a championship and a finals mvp it's like that's more something that fans put on players than players care Correct. about themselves i think i another yeah. thing i'm thinking is i'm realizing like you know, what would happen if there was a golf uh, union, right? Like what if the players had a union? I, I think all of this would be a little bit different, right? Because right now it seems like it's just like Rory and JT and Rom and meeting yeah. with these guys and being like, this is what we think everyone wants. But it's also like, uh, you know, mis misaligned incentives. Like Cameron Young and Rory have like very different incentives and like very different yeah. things that are like causing them to play golf. Like, Rory could retire tomorrow and never want for anything. The only reason he's still playing is because he wants to win more. Yeah. Where it's like some of these guys are like, I got to play because if I stop playing, I'm going to have to go get a job. I'm going to have to go do, I'm going to have to go be a, a club pro or something. And it's like, I don't want it, it you know, so that yeah. when, whenever there are misaligned incentives like that, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's harder to, it's harder to get a solution that benefits everyone. Yeah. Right. When people have different incentives. I loved what Tiger said this weekend and it was, it was really a glimpse into just who Tiger is because like he literally cannot wrap his head around why guys would do this. Like it makes zero sense to him that you well, it, it wouldn't, be... it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense to him. Cause he's got all the money he could ever want. Yeah. And the only but I don't thing... think it's money. Like he just is like, you are choosing to not tee it up against the best of the world. Every right. week. It show that, you know, when it matters the most, you are the best. Like that's all he's wanted to do since he was six years old. And like to, to think anything else, like he literally can't compute it. Yeah, like, him, and, just... him and Brooks have nothing in common. Right. Because, Correct. because, because he's like, uh, you know, Tiger only wants to win every time he tees it up. Brooks is yeah. like, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll putter around at, um, you know, the St. Jude or whatever, because my sponsor uh, required me to, but I don't really care about, about winning like yeah. these, these guys are living on like totally different planets yeah so we just want everyone to care as much as tiger does and clearly like you know and that's to your well, point more than that we want everyone to care because we care when we, yeah. when, we <laughs> when we invest when we invest our time or or even more importantly when we play a guy in dfs when we bet on a guy we want them to care and really be trying to win every tournament and it's like you know i don't care about everything every day it's like some days i'm just going through the most i don't know it's it's uh it's such a, an interesting thing because we don't 
in, in my lifetime, we haven't really had anything happen like this where it's like, so when, when, you know, these, when big money comes in in any sport, they do it in the framework in which it exists. Like, you know, NFL teams used to be family owned businesses basically. And now they're all owned by big mega wealthy people. And like, same thing for the NBA and, and in soccer. And like, I, I don't have any idea how it works in tennis. Feels like, feels like they could maybe, it feels like this could happen in tennis. Um, feels like if, if they wanted to, they could start some rival tour and just pay these dudes all this money. And it, it would, it would probably work. Um, That's a good comp. Yeah. The, but the difference between how the money works and the team sport where with the already established leagues, like, you know, people have tried to start competing football leagues a million times and it's never yeah. worked because uh, I guess, cause they never had enough money. I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't know if the Saudis have enough money to do to do a competing NFL league, right. Where they they're paying all these people and all these players, like it might be, it might cost more than the, the trillions they have on hand. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh, yeah. Cause if you do it by sports, yeah. Tennis seems like one you could, they would think about it. And yeah, it's just. Um, oh, and tennis is, doesn't even have the prize pools that uh, golf does. Right. So like Wimbledon, yeah. Wimbledon, I think for the men, it's like $2 million to first place. So, I mean, like, like, I don't know, like maybe you don't get Joker, but I bet if you give Kyrgios $50 million a year, I bet he's out. <laughs> I bet, I bet he's like, yeah, right, he'd be running. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know that's that I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that until right now, but that, that, that feels, that feels right. Feels like, feels like that's going to be a storyline in three years where it's like, why does no one want to play the ATP New Jersey? Right. Cause they don't have to. Yep. Hey man, it's just uh, something definitely. And I wouldn't have, it's happened way faster than you would think. Like, I mean, it was just like something that was whispered about. And then that first tee shot. And I don't disagree with you that like the product and everything is, it's nowhere near what we get to have on the PGA tour every, every week. I, I completely agree. But at the same time, people like didn't even know if, it would be shown anywhere. Like you wouldn't even be able. And, and I think they have delivered more than what anybody imagined they would in those events, even though you and I and everybody on, on Twitter is like not impressed with comparing it to PGA tour. Cause I agree. There's got a lot of uh, room to, to grow and need to, if they want to sustain that, but it's also better than what people gave it credit for. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, better, you're, better, better than what people expected it to be. I hundred percent. I literally thought it was going to be a bunch of sunshine tour golfers who I've never heard of playing at a golf course. I don't care about in a random yep. order with no live leaderboard. And that's not what it is. Right. Major, yep. major champions, Ryder cup captains. Like it's, you know, I mean, you could say like all the guys are old and washed up, whatever, but Phil brings eyes. Bryson brings eyes, DJ bring like all these guys have like fans in the United States. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's just, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. Some of these guys, yeah, I'm sure we're going to keep getting more and more. And I, I don't even entertain the rumors because it does feel like when there's smoke, there's fire a lot of these times, but man, uh, if some of these more names keep coming. It's, it's a tough scene. I think the, my, my take has been that right now, like they can probably persevere and the PGA tour will still exist. But if they lose one of Rom, Spieth, Rory, or Justin Thomas, like that's it. They they absolutely yep. will be forced to go with the tail between their legs and and enter into a position of bargaining as the weaker party. If that happens, if they retain those four guys, 
then they can probably achieve a solution that's equitable for both parties. But if, if, and which, and really all that is keeping the PGA tour alive is the fact that those guys are like friends with tiger and tiger told them like, don't be lame. Like, you know, it's more important to be competitive than to make a bunch of money. And they got to make tiger commissioner. He's got a, he, I think, I mean, I don't know Jay Monahan much beyond what we get to see when he speaks on these things, but the way that it could have been handled on some of these things feel different and, and having tiger in that position would be, um, would be a great way, I think, to, to get some bargaining. Yeah. All right, man. I think that uh, this is this is my this is my final this is my final proposed solution. The the one the thing they've already done, which I thought was good, which was co-sanctioning the uh, the DP World Tour and yep. the PGA Champion and, and the PGA Tour. More corn fairy cards, fewer uh, long-term exemptions for guys who like let's say fall out of the top 100 official world golf ranking allow live guys. I just, there's no way around it. Got to allow the live guys to come back and play. I just don't, I don't think there's a way around that. And I think that, um, the, the, the live event should function as the WGC events do now. That's, that's, that's my official proposed solution. Yeah. For me, it's elevate multiple events to be on the players championships level. If that comes in conjunction with some type of live, I think they can do it without needing to be aligned with live in that scenario if you're but i do it, think you sure have if they to, could uh, if they could find the money to if they could find the money to have the prize pools be similar um yeah yeah i think i think that would work and then yeah i i agree you got to release the band increase that social pressure of these guys getting back in the same locker room with these guys and not create that us against the world mentality that clearly like some are saying that are motivating them you know in that sense of like everyone's against them. So they all band together. So if you, I think getting them back or not getting them back, having, allowing them to play on it. Um, yes, I agree. And then yes, the other events of the year are some type of flowing between the PGA DP world tour and corn Ferry tour. And I think that gets the best fields for us outside of the, the big weeks like that. That's the best talent in golf. So yeah, that's, that's the most important. Um, to me is getting some of these, these talented guys up there. And we might find some stories that are incredible that would have taken way too long to right. get to the, the top of the game of golf. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, we did our best. It'll be very interesting to see it play. I also, I just should make this amendment. Like it's, I, I don't want any of this conversation for me to point out to think that the PGA tour are like the good guys here and the Saudis are the bad guys. It's like, they're both, big uh multinational uh billion dollar corporations that and you know there there are no ethical transactions under capitalism so i don't think the i don't think the pga tour are the uh, the white knights here my my rooting interest is good golf and i the reason that my primary reason for not liking the existence of the live tour is that it limits the amount of good golf that i can watch and bet on um yeah that's 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 really it basically i think the the thing that i will be on pins and needles for the rest of the next eight months is is what the majors decide to do i think that is the huge domino left to see how these guys would pursue if they are banned or what's the impact if they're just allowing them to play and if their exemptions carry over yeah all right boys follow at skyhook dfs skyhook underscore dfs and no sky nope What's Skyhook this? DFS. No one Skyhook DFS. There we go. He's, uh, we, we're going to be betting uh, the ladies Evian Championship this week. Um, we, we got the Kazoo Classic 
in the European oh, yeah. Tour. If you ever wanted to bet on uh, Dick Bland twenty-five to one, uh, this is the this is the event for you. And uh, I'll be back next week. I'm Roman Mars, host of Ninety Nine Percent Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special Ninety Nine PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me, and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit lexus.com/gx and siriusxm.com/lexustrial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the Ninety Nine Percent Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.